combo. No, it's Ben and Am the I you're the wife? Am I your Glenn Close? Listen, I'm not seeing the wife. Well, the... What's uh, the wife? Should I spoil it? I heard that the hot guy from Game of Thrones is in it, and now I'm interested. Which hot guy? Who played the uh, brother of Dragon Lady? Yes. He's That's so hot. That's not even in the top 10 hot guys on that show. But yes, he's in it, and he's doing his, like smarmy whiny thing yes. and i really li- and i really like I him in the life that. everyone else i've spoken to has been like he does not work in this movie i was like you're so wrong he's the best part of it besides glenn i think i would you would love him, love in it. him yeah is it fucked up that i'm that i might watch the wife for the boys <laughs> at least i know it's not it's surprising bad. at this point yeah <laughs> my joke about being you're the wife um uh-huh yeah explain is funny well, no, because it kind of gives it away, but it's just sort of like the movie is less. The movie takes a stand harder than the book did. Yes, I read the book, The Wife, um, mm. <laughs> but the book, The Wife, is more about how if you are a wife in a mostly monogamous relationship and mm. you are a creative professional, mm. obviously your significant other is going to play a really if not muse have a really collaborative role in your work yeah so is it correct that only one person gets, gets the credit the credit so whenever yeah. you you say something to me and you're like this is going in my play i'm like i'm just your wife no it's not going in the play it's you're gonna win the nobel the and i'm gonna come with you to sweden no, and we're gonna get into a big fight listen this is what it is flirting i've already it's already in my play and then it happens to come up in conversation because we're just so much on the same wave. Of course. That's what it is. I'm sorry that I put all of myself into my play. <laughs> just talking about a play on a podcast is so funny to me. Calling the cops. <laughs> Please do. I need to be arrested. <laughs> um. Oh my God. We're podcasting again. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I told someone I was coming back on and they were like, again? But it's been a <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute who said that i can't really i can't reveal give me a look and i'll know i'll tell you later okay drama <laughs> um she's whispering no it's not drama i feel like we're we've had enough drama uh for not me. three years not me you thrive have more Listen, I don't need to really introduce you. It's Fran. You guys know. Say my last name. <laughs> it's Fran Hoffner. Thank and you. you guys know. And third time's a charm. Third time's the charm. Basically, the second I listened to Jeremy issue a challenge about yeah. being on the podcast more than me, I texted you and I was like, I'm coming back on. It had nothing to do with like how much you love the pod and being on it. It was just to one up. Well, it's very it's natural okay. for one Aries to challenge another Aries. I don't know I anything about and an Aries. That's fine. Just agree with me. Yes, okay. And. Yes. And you're funny. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting really chill and relaxed. I've been up since five in the morning. Let's see how this affects. Okay. I've been up since my normal time of 730, the time I wake up every single day. Okay. Brag. Yeah. Okay. This is my podcast's classroom crush and you love it. I do. And and the listeners the listeners are like nodding their head, and they're like cool cool cool. Um, Fran, did you do anything from on Valentine's Day? I think I know this, but I'm asking for the pod. I co-worked with a bunch of my female friends, and then I don't remember what I did at night. I might have just gone home and had dinner. That's very. Cool. I went to the ballet with two of my other friends the day after, and that was sort of a like everything 
was beautiful at the ballet. That's a chorus line. Sure, yeah. Um, we were just talking about how I'm, I'm, I'm popping off to musicals today. We're going to talk about some musicals with my crush. Yes! Um, but uh, the ballet felt like my big Valentine's Day celebration. Mm-hmm. But by the time that they came last week, I felt like I had really been through the ringer emotionally. Yes. Like Wednesday. Absolutely. Wednesday the, uh, the 6th to the 13th of February was just a very bad cursed week for me. Yes. So by the time I got to the 14th, I was just like, I hope no one speaks to me today. Absolutely. I feel that I got a lot of tips on Valentine's Day because I was working like the closing shift. And I felt that like it was because people felt bad for me or something. It's funny that people would feel bad that you have to work on Valentine's Day as if it's like a religion. Yes, because it's also like I don't have a boyfriend. It's chill. What would I be doing right now? (laughs) Thesis of pod. What will happen when I get a boyfriend? I don't know. I don't know. I'll just be like, eh, shut up. All your problems are whiny and annoying to all of the guests. That'll be sort of a fun thing. I could never. I'm very nice. Okay, so you're on one. I'm on one. It's fine. I'm normal today. Just kidding. You're normal today. Just kidding. No, I feel insane. Fran, what's going on? In general? Mm hmm. Let's talk about my crush. Let's talk about your crush. Let's talk about what's. Did you wish you had a Valentine? Uh, this is a question I'm asking. Huh. No, not particularly. I celebrated it the last three years because I was in a relationship. So brag. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's what it is. Mm-hmm. You can do something nice. You can do something not nice. You don't have to be in a relationship to do something nice. The year before I was dating um, my ex-girlfriend, me and my other single buddy just like went to the spot. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it's a nice day and I like seeing people post stuff. Which mm. I just think is sort you of... You like that? Yeah. Oh, I think it's so fascinating. My cousin mm. posted a wild caption on a photo of her and her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Well, that's That funny. was like, yeah. I wish we were still in Aruba. And I was like, God. <laughs> I feel I'm like so I've heard different. of your cousin before. Yeah. <laughs> she once Snapchatted me a pic of a fifth of UV blue and then what? captioned it non-ironically with just girly things <laughs> and a smiley face. And I was like, she's a legend. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I'm into it. I well, I did my famous tweet um, on Valentine's Nicholas Day. Nicholas will push me for Valentine's Day. Well, I mean, Day. that's yeah. I mean, I did retweet. Oh, good it. to know who has a girlfriend. Yeah, that finding, was funny. Finding out who has a girlfriend today, very cool. Yeah, and I that did. was funny. I did. Some people are apparently very in love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Great. Gonna, I'm gonna talk about that in my crush thing, but okay. I do think there is like. I don't know. There's this weird binary of people who post a lot of pics with their significant other and mm-hmm. people who post no pics with their significant other. And then you get reactions from people like you. And I think people like me have just like, oh, you have you've had a girlfriend this whole time. Yeah, that's basically but how I feel, though. When I was in a relationship for however long I was in it, I feel like there were very few pics of us together because I was like, oh, I don't want to be a couple where there's a gajillion pictures of us. I'm very yeah. self-conscious about that. And now being almost a year outside of that breakup, and maybe this is just like me emotionally spiraling in a new and different way. I'm just like, it's really sad that there are not more pictures from this relationship. So yeah, I think there is like a self-consciousness, but I also think like maintaining a public persona of not being in a relationship allows people to sometimes be shitty also. Yeah, I think... um, Which is what your tweet is about, I think, a little bit. A bit, yeah. And I like... (sighs) I, I, that reminds me of like when I did the 
my dr- dramatic season finale where I talked to uh, the guy I was hanging out with, whatever. Mm-hmm. I tried to find a single picture of us together. It does not exist. Yeah. There is not one. And I'm yeah. like, cool. This, it's that. That's like for some reason kind of sad. Just mm-hmm. doesn't exist. There's not one. Yeah. You know? Anyway, speaking of boys with girlfriends, though, can I just say how funny it is when I was so I was so used to boys with girlfriends like flirting with me all the time because mm-hmm. it's like the vibe. But now I've like experienced. Ah, I see you are only being nice to me now that you do not have a girlfriend in regards to a customer. Isn't that funny? They broke up. They were both customers. She still comes in. They broke up. And now he's like. Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, uh, you've never asked me how I am. Wow. So interesting. Boys don't know how to be boys to people sometimes or people to people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah. what I'm experiencing right now. Anyways. No one has any idea how to navigate the world. Except for me. I, and I you. agree. Um, yeah. But my version of navigating the world is like, what if I opt out of everything? Mm-hmm. You're very lazy. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's it. You <laughs> that's got the it. reason. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like New York? <laughs> you live in well, New I don't Jersey. live there. So. Uh, it's fun. Well, I feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, this is catch- our first. Exactly. This is like post. Okay, okay. And also, can we just say how we're such good friends now? <laughs> yeah. We're a lot closer now than the last time we recorded, I think, because we are one of very we're part of a select group of not so that makes it sound mm. like we're chosen but yes <laughs> you know every t- two years or so in chicago there's this like creative exodus mm-hmm. to new york and la and this past year i felt like way more people went to la ah, than to new york okay or at least in sort of my circles yeah and i do feel this like kinship with you now because we are people who moved out east at relatively yeah. the same time yeah. i moved to new jersey in june you moved out here in july uh, august august yeah yeah I think I also was just like a shell of who I am today when I was in Chicago. So maybe I wasn't even to even have the capacity to like for us to have a, 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 a strong friendship, like as strong as it is now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're just different. We grew. Oh, my God. Um, How do I like it out here? I, I like it fine. On. There we go. This is a, I'm just a like, musical episode. If it you really think is. you're getting me to sing on this podcast, you got another thing coming. What's so sad is like people don't understand that I actually have a good voice. <laughs> <laughs> this has been one of my softer 2019 bits, which I don't think is very good, is being like, well, I am an amazing actor. <laughs> I just do not act. Yeah, of course. I believe. But if you put me in a movie, I'd be incredible in it. Yeah. I think I have, I, I'm aware of like, um, do I have st- charisma on stage? Of course. Do I want to be more than that? Yes. And I'm willing to put in the work. <laughs> this is why you're writing the play. This is why I'm writing my play where I play literally, s- there is nothing different between me and the character that I've written. Sh- sure. Is you there, know? have you written yourself? I mean, I know it's a play, but yeah. is, is there a musical element to it? Oh my God. Did you not see another one of my favorite tweets? My, my, my famous <laughs> tweets? <laughs> No, where I, I, I don't because I was literally I thinking I was like, tweet. I was like, how much singing can there be in a play? Because <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, when does it just become a jukebox musical? Like, it's I don't great, know. It's the question I'm always asking. We'll find out. Oh, God. The question I'm always asking is, what's the deal with your crush? Yeah. <laughs> Fran. You want to talk about my crush? Yeah, wait. You love it here. Are you happy? <laughs> We didn't I, would, I wouldn't say, say I love it here. I wouldn't say I'm happy, but I'm doing fine. 
Yeah. I miss Chicago a lot, but the version of Chicago I miss doesn't really exist anymore. What's the version? Oh, just like my friends and my relationship and parts of my job that I did like. Mm. Like, it's all different now. So it's like what I miss is also just a period of time. Um, Mm. I like it fine. Yeah. Out here, living in Jersey means that I'm a little further away from the action than I would like to be. But I'm in Jersey. Yeah, the party. Mm. I'm in Jersey because I'm in grad school and I'm so happy yeah in grad school you love to do homework i love to do some she's of she's always homework. scribbling i'm always scribbling i'm that clip of rami malik in bohemian rhapsody <laughs> long hand <laughs> writing and going that's really that's, good that's really good that's me yeah. every single day and you know what i think about that that's really good thank you <laughs> thank you so much okay crush crush this is a high school crush this is from my um sophomore and junior year of high school i love it i'm gonna change his name i actually think he very likely could listen to this and i didn't <gasps> tell him that i was doing this dramatico so i was like i should just be safe i don't i was like i don't want to dig all this up though i mean he'll him. know he'll, yeah yeah he'll know whatever um let's so let's call him mike he's and, a yeah. year older cool than me yeah we met through marching band and remind us what you play so in marching band i played the vibes the vibraphone which is yes i'm i'm remembering now well so when i came on your podcast originally i talked about orchestra but marching band is like what my what was my life band is life band is life it was like (laughs) i mean it was like my every single day from late may through november beautiful it was half of my year so i played vibraphone in the pit section which and how does that sound it's like ding 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 um <laughs> ding 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 ding, ding, ding. so ding, ding. vibraphone is so there's the drum line which marches on the field mm-hmm. then a lot of marching bands have pit sections okay. like a pit orchestra which is stationary Get instruments the pit. yeah <laughs> yeah for sure no. <laughs> and so those the pit is basically huge keyboard percussion instruments that are too, way too big to march with mm. so they're just stationary on the 50 yard line easier so, well what's funny is everyone was always like what did you march? And I was like, I never marched. <laughs> like, I do not seem like the kind march of person who would like... March a little bit in place, like, a little dance. Yeah, sometimes they'd let us dance. We'll talk about that later. Um, so I played vibraphone, which is like a xylophone or a marimba. Okay. If you're familiar. If you're familiar, go... Yeah, I'm sure. talking to you, but... Yeah, I mean, I know xylophone. So imagine that, but the keys are made of metal. Okay, I know what you're talking about. And there's a reverb pedal, too. Ooh, so it's got wow, this kind wow, of like wow, wow. chimesy sound, but it's actually used a lot in jazz. It's a big jazz Groovy, instrument. Groovy, baby. Yeah. So I played vibraphone and then... Because <laughs> you've got the vibe. Yeah, I've got the vibe um, and Fran vibes. Yeah. So the thing yeah. about Mike is yes. that Mike, my sophomore and junior year, was the drum major who also... Ooh. So that's who's conducting the marching band. Cool. And that is also also who happens to be stationary on that 50 yard line so like directly in my eyesight wait is his no he's facing you he's facing me okay and i'm facing him baby and you got eyes locked well locked and loaded describe him physically (laughs) tall yes brown hair okay wire glasses it's high school (gasps) nice yes um skinny i think a little sort of like tannish darker complected okay brown eyes blue eyes brown eyes okay hazel maybe um Ooh. yeah okay i like Tall, it cute i think one of those people now where if you when i was looking back i was like we look a little related but 
Oh, yeah. Like, that was my big, one of my big Chicago crushes truly looks like he could be my brother. Yeah. Which What's is up, like, Matthew? Let's not. <laughs> hey, Matthew. I just don't care anymore. So, I, so we had a whole season, basically, my sophomore year and his junior year, where he was drum major. We were friendly, but mm-hmm. not on any, like, serious level. So, wait, 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 wait. But this, what, describe more about being drum major. Like, so being drum major is conducting the entire band. He's, like, up on a podium. How does one even achieve get that position? Is it a position you, of authority? Yeah, and so it's like also he's like the main person under the band director who you go to with cool. stuff. So definitely like a role of authority. And we love power. We love power. We love when men power have dynamics. power. Hey, when men have power, uh, it's I'm like, bay. <laughs> <laughs> when men have power, I'm like, yes, the system rewards them, and I have to be chill with it. I'm like, I will kneel before you. <laughs> sickening um okay cool so i'm i'm yes i'm getting it so we were friendly for the majority of my sophomore year band season but then there was this like big sort of catalyst event okay wait can i ask one more question about him absolutely yeah what's his vibe like is he like because i feel like to be drum major you're either a generally confident person or you're like a shy weirdo and then you get up there and you're like you know more the latter into it well i was gonna say he was quiet and he was very serious yeah but he was not unfriendly and he's not unfunny cool but he was just not a showy type of person it was never all about him yeah um but he wants you to be your best self and be on beat bitch (laughs) yes that is how he spoke to us when we were high schoolers and yeah like universally beloved okay cool but not for any sort of like guy in the center of the room Mm. or like extremely hot just sort of like a guy who like showed up got his job Uh, done took it seriously yeah mike's a great guy cool i have a crush on him cool totally every yeah like a lot of people did okay yeah um so we would take at the end of throughout the back half of marching band season so late september through early november we do these competitions in mm. southern illinois and st louis and ohio and we yeah. take these big coach buses to them <gasps> coach bus seat politics and marching band S- drama huge huge who you sat next to is and, such and what are you doing what's your game plan a social marker well different every year kind of because you're verse <laughs> yeah <laughs> bisexual culture is sitting with someone different every year of marching band on the coach bus yeah um no freshman year i think i sat with my like best female friend in marching band but she and i had a big falling out so then we didn't sit together sophomore year mm. um opposite ends so sophomore year i think i sort of just sat with whoever it's and then, just like lax and then you sit next to him yeah so i how long are these trips oh minimum three hours love that <sighs> at longest like eight i am obsessed because i all i want is someone to be trapped with me they have <laughs> nowhere to go yeah absolutely so we were coming back from you you university of illinois like big competition which is sort of our last one of the year mm-hmm. i think that was the one where we sat together and he like got on the bus late and i was weirdly sitting alone so he was just like can i sit with you and i was like yeah and i was like i bet we're not gonna talk you know i had my ipod Mm-hmm. we talked the whole time so but this is not so this is probably is this like the first time you feel that you are one-on-one with him yes for yeah. like a long period of time and also this drive back to the suburbs of chicago from u of i is like three and a half hours at one in the morning Ooh. so it's like we also maybe should dangerous like slept. times mm-hmm. and i kept being like ah, oh, we'll talk for a bit and then we'll both sleep and we just didn't sleep we just talked the whole bus ride what are you talking about i don't even remember i think we just sort of about ourselves 
mm-hmm. about how we thought the competition went. It was like a really tumultuous year that year because we had a new director. So we were sort <laughs> of like breaking down the season. It was not like we were doing shop bits. talk. Yeah, it was shop talk. I, yeah. lo- I mean, I love shop talk. Um, <laughs> so we just talked so much. And I remember sort of coming off that bus at like four in the morning, mm-hmm. waiting for my parents to like pick being me up at the high school, different. being like, yeah, I've never, I've never had an interaction with someone like this. When he initially like sat down with you, were you like, did had you had any prior like real attraction? Was it like, oh, he's going to sit next to me? No. Or was it, it was just, just like, like, whatever? Love Mike. Great guy. Okay. Interesting. So then you get to know him. More. Yeah. And then it's immediately just like, oh no. And it's just like chemistry. Or- yeah. Or just, we could very easily talk to each other. That's nice. And then, you know, that carries through into the spring. We both did the pit orchestra for the musical that spring. What's the musical? Musical is Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, God, not one that I know. Really? Well, I think it does not age well because it is pretty racist. Probably, yeah. But some of the songs that are not racist, I think, are (laughs) incredible. And it is a great score for auxiliary percussion, which is what I played for that. So a lot of like triangle tambourine, a lot of ratchet. Ding dong. Ding dong. Um, (laughs) A lot of fun, weird instruments in that one. But, you know, so then in the spring, we have pit orchestra. Pit orchestra is from, oh, I don't know, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. every single day for two months. Gorgeous. All weekend. Like, we're spending so much time with each other. Yeah. So you're, this is intense, long hours. Intense, long hours. And I think I come Is it immediately like after this bus ride, you guys are like, hey, friend or no? No, but we're definitely friendly. And what starts to happen also over the course of doing pit orchestra together is Mm. the big, the big move of high school, getting a freaking ride home. Yeah. I don't drive late. It's I'm there late. I can't drive. Yeah. I'm 16 years old. And he's and he's a junior man. with a license and a car. And we do not live that close to each other at all. But he always would drive me home. He'd be like, of course. Did he like like initially offer? Yeah, I think it was like he offered once. And then I was like, it will always be OK to ask for a ride. Yeah. And so then That's it was like we get back in the car and immediately start talking shop again. And just so talking talking orchestra yeah talking pit orchestra listening to some of the songs from the musical to be like all right this is interesting like that's cute because you guys are both passionate about the same thing yeah totally and it's during that spring that this crush really materializes for me are you i think feel, yeah. i was just sort of like i don't know what this is that we talk so easily i took mm-hmm. me some time to even romanticize it why do you think you guys have such like easy convo i don't know we're just both chatty Okay. Chatty, nice people. And I think the thing with him, and we'll get into this more as this crush progressed, but like, I think he felt very burdened by the reputation of being a quiet person. Ah. And really just like wanted people to, to talk, talk to, to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know people like that. Or, yeah, definitely. And I found him so interesting and smart, which mm. he was both. And yeah. so I was like, yeah, talk to me. Do you, did he just like, not, was he not a person that would like initiate often? Or is it like, oh, he found that you are a person who would talk to him and then it made him more comfortable to talk to you? Yeah, and I think I would ask the kinds of questions he felt like he wasn't being asked. He had this group of friends who were all, you know, like his year, Mm -hmm. who I think just were people who, I mean, they weren't like party people, but they were like 
haha we hang out we go to steak and shake it felt very i think that whatever their deal was that group of friends was not his vibe shallow to him Mm -hmm. and he was like this is who i should be friends with because they're my year and they're in marching band but i'm maybe not the same energy yeah okay and i think i did and you're famously an active listener I'm famously an active <laughs> listener. I don't know. Is that a bit? Or I think you? we talked about that last time. We're going to talk about it a lot today. And guess what? I'm actively listening. Thank you. <laughs> this is what I need. No one understands me except you. Yeah. Which is why I have to come <laughs> onto the pod. And then so we just parse it out. Um, okay. So you guys are, he's driving you home. Yeah. What like, how, oh, are you feeling any flirty vibes? No. No. What, what what could be so loud? Sorry. Do you need to close? It's fine. If it's loud, no, you it's close. fine. Are you sure? I don't know. I can't tell if it's here. Okay. Yeah. You know, whatever. What is it? Cinema Verite. <laughs> podcast Verite. Okay. Um. If you do a tweet about podcast Verite, I will smash that RT button. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um. Okay. So are you you're are you feeling flirty vibes? No. No. No flirty vibes. No. Okay. Just. So there's no body language things. There's no. No, there's none of that. And, and you're not even projecting it. No. You, are you just like, oh, we're friends? No, there's none of that. And that is like what built to be such a frustrating part of all of this. Because I was like not being given anything and was sort of just act at, after a certain amount of time acting the role. Yeah. Of significant other, I guess, minus maybe the like. The anything that the makes physical it. physical anything. Yeah. Okay. When does this like when when does this shift for you where you're like very into him in the fall back in marching band season because mm-hmm. we decided we were going to sit together for the season. Wait, what does that mean? What like you- for all those long coach bus rides. Oh, for the. OK, it's like, should we do this again? Like sort of like, haha, like we get Cute. along so well. Let's do this. And he's like, yeah, definitely. Like you're like a great person to like sit on these rides with. Did he have a GF? No, but he has this long time crush who I think was um, a big source of drama for him. I think he always felt like he wasn't, they, they would like go to dances together and then Mm. I think kind of nothing would happen or, yeah. And so he was like always having a meltdown about this. So in the fall during marching man season is when this sort of all starts to like come to a head because it's like around the time of homecoming. He wins homecoming King. Wow. So that's where I'm like, he's not, popular like jocks are popular but, but he's it's just like, like someone that everyone beloved. can agree on yeah they're like why not why not this guy he's I like nice that. And, yeah he, i mean he was great and <laughs> can we you all imagine like, and also when he won we were all like marching man kids we we're like wow a victory for us <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah uh we'll take the double one of ours yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like he wins that he's sort of even more popular at this point can he's, you go to home um, are you at homecoming no at homecoming all four years yeah Oh, but yeah. I didn't I go forgot. with anyone that year. Yeah, I think. Oh, I, d- I just went with my friend. Okay. That year, my friend, Andrew. I did you have any him. hope that maybe that would be a thing? I thought I I think I waited up until like the week before homecoming where I was like, all right, I think he's not going to ask me. Oh, yeah. Because okay. he like had this other crush, this other girl. Yeah. And at what point d- d- do you start to find out about that? So during okay. this period of time, we spent a lot of time on AIM. Cool. This is where I was listening to Jeremy's episode. I was like, I have to talk about AIM. Yes. So we would spend these late nights on AIM. And I say we, but it's like him. And he would just mm. vent to me for hours about mm-hmm. his stress, about this crush, as well as just like marching man in school and college stuff and everything else. And 
I was staying up till one mm, thirty-two in the morning. These yep. like four-hour conversations where I feel like I said nothing. Like at some point in time, you're like, "Oh, that sucks." The balance <laughs> shifted, and I just became only the active listener. Yeah, especially in that realm of the aim stuff. I think one-on-one, like on these long bus trips, it would feel much more even-handed. But like once it got to cursed hours, which is now basically <laughs> like eleven thirty p.m. on, yeah, both back then and now for me in my current time, where I'm like <laughs> anything between eleven thirty a.m. or six a.m. that comes it's through, gonna be like, a risk. it's it's not good. Yeah, um, no good. Uh, <laughs> so especially once it got to cursed hours, then he'd be like, "Well, who's on aim?" And I would obviously like be on aim because I knew I was going to get talked to. And you're actively making yourself available. And I'm actively making myself available, even though I'm not being asked to make myself available. Well, at some point, I mean, I was kind of talking about this on an episode I just recorded. Um, Like at some point, it's like, oh, yeah, any talk is good enough for me. Yeah. And it was also definitely the hope of like, maybe he'll realize that his crush who he's unhappy with like is, is bad not, and, is I a bad, and good. I'm good yeah because look at how I've been there for you absolutely mm-hmm. and so I know this game very yeah, well I mean it's not it's not a unique thing no but no yeah but it's it was that thing I, of I, like I do, if yeah. I'm around long enough mm-hmm. I'm gonna get what I want yeah just wearing well because it and it's a thing that like I'm sure is you know like many generations have experienced in one way or another but like the messaging thing like truly gives the person who needs to vent the platform and the person who is just desperate for like any attention or any value just being like oh yeah I'm of tangible value because every other night we're talking at this time and like I know that he's gonna hit me up and just talk to me and it's like clearly I am irreplaceable yeah I'm the person yeah and what's his drama with his crush? I don't remember is yeah. the thing. I do have a funny anecdote about her from like another thing. Good. What? Well, years <laughs> later, this is like three years ago. Um, I went to a wedding of a high school friend. So it was a lot of these marching band people kind of all back together. Mm-hmm. Not, th- not Mike. Mike Ugh, was not at this wedding actually. Um, but there's another guy we went to high school who I very briefly had a crush on mm-hmm. whose vibe was like working in sales and was like on the baseball team in high cool. school, but was friends with my marching band friend because they had been neighbors. Yeah. So when I was doing all the wedding stuff with them, I was like, did you go to high school with us? And this guy was like, yeah, I just was a jock. So you didn't know me. And I was like, cool. <laughs> but I was like, I have a crush on this guy. Like, what if I dated a guy in sales who also at one point said to you me, had a crush on him like at the wedding? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, between I went on this bachelor party. Mm. So I was with him on that weekend and I was like, kind of have a crush on this guy. And then there was like wedding stuff leading up to the wedding. So over like one month. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And because he told me I would be amazing in sales. And I was like, what an incredible normie flirt. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. (sighs) I stand by this crush. But then at the wedding, this girl who had been Mike's crush. Absolutely not. Absolutely sort of like intruded on this and wound up hooking up with him. And I was so mad. I was like, what's up with this girl? I can't believe this is happening to me again. What's her vibe? She's fine. She's so, she's like nice and smart and cool. I have no beef with her, but it's, I was like, I can't believe this has happened to me twice in a row. That's so upsetting. Distance yourself like as much as possible. And then if we're talking about famous tweets, I got home from that wedding where I had been mm. like once again sort of passed over by for this other girl and i wrote my one of my more famous tweets which was like <laughs> in lieu of sending a you up text like 
it's way more powerful to text someone I'm up. Because <laughs> yes, I got back from this wedding. Good, it was my I I'm up tweet. One. Yeah. I got back from this wedding. I was like, I should text the guy who I've been sleeping with on and off for like two years, mm-hmm. who I'm mad at all the time, who always texts me at 2 a.m. and just be like, I'm up. Never text me back. I went to bed so mad. <sighs> that is upsetting. Um, but that's sort of the end of the story with that girl. I just was like, I can't believe I have keep living through that's this. That's fucked up. Clearly, um, you, there's something similar about you guys in that you are like you know drawn to the same people totally yeah um, i think that about us too you and i i don't think we're remotely drawn to the same people. no i don't th- i think it's the other way around i think the same type of people like, like us. us and oh, then we're and, a type yeah yeah like even though i think we're wildly di- not wildly but like pretty different personalities and energies that we totally. have like very a lot of things in common but yeah I mean, oh, I think fire signs. The I know sure. you're like I don't care, but <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just that I don't know, and no one will I educate gotta, me. I gotta get you my big book. Yeah, I want that big book. <laughs> but no, I think it's like the same people will be drawn to us and dismiss us similarly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucked up, but true. Tweet us if you have a crush on us. <laughs> don't tweet at me, please. Literally, don't tweet at Fran. Tweet at me, though. Yeah, I don't want that right now. Um, She's stressed. <laughs> well, I am, too. I actually don't need that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but he, so he's venting to you about this girl. She's, are they, like, close friends? I think they're close friends, and it keeps inching towards something. Mm. But I don't, I don't remember. I really don't remember what okay. the deal was. I wish I knew. Yeah. Um. But then it's just like the school. It's like I have such a crush on him. Is it at, at this point? Is it actively hurting to hear all of this shit, or is it yeah, still definitely. just like I hate it and I hate staying up that late? I'm <laughs> yeah, so passionate like sleep. about sleep. Like <laughs> I'm like actively putting my body through harm just yeah. to listen to someone. And at the time, I was just sort of like, I'm happy to do this mm-hmm. because I think this is building towards where I want to go. But yeah, it's like, like in the end, it'll be it'll be worth it all that time. Totally. But it's like I wasn't getting anything mm. from him. Were you actively trying to flirt in any way, though? Or well, did you just think, like, oh, so listening great. is like, you're so yeah. great. You shouldn't be so stressed. Like, I th- I think like the world of you, like just really nice stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I always thought that being the person there for you like being at a guy's like beck and call was basically i was like that's a flirt yeah. he should know but yeah no, that's just being, being a pathetic person <laughs> well i don't even know if it's that it's just sort of not bringing anything to the table yeah. also other than the fact that you are a body in a room or yeah. a username that's online it's also like you're not at this point valuing yourself as like you're not projecting yourself as like a romantic interest totally. you're just projecting yourself as like an ear yeah an ear or a screen um, but i'm addicted to that shit i don't know in my own masochistic <laughs> yeah, way up. uh no, no now i'm, I'm like yeah. i don't want this um clearly i still do it to an extent <laughs> i mean we certainly all slip into bad habits and oh what i was gonna say is i feel like i spent the majority of my junior year of high school like waiting for him to ask me to dances, but also while simultaneously listen to him Talk complain about. about how the dances were so annoying and how he didn't want to go to them and seeing if I could like needle my way in of like, yeah, they're so lame, but like but we could have fun. But like maybe we would have fun. Would you ever say that? I think I did say that at some point. And he's he like, ha <laughs> Yeah. I think he was like, I don't, I think it's just, I'm not going to go. God, how annoying. Um, and so this went on like all school year. Yeah. And was um 
did did your your other friends know that you had a crush was this like a thing that was talked about yeah I talked about it a bit with my female friends and they all knew about it and no one was like don't stay up late and of talk course. to him because it's like everyone was doing the same bad strategies at the time yeah because no one knows yeah you know and I feel like sometimes it must have worked for some people you know probably yeah things seem to work out for people all the time when you're <laughs> when things aren't working out for you okay, yeah 100 percent. so me on the apps literally <laughs> yeah totally um were you guys at this point hanging out one-on-one at all or was this like mostly all your relationship happening online it was mostly online at this point how are, are you guys chilling in school though totally chill in school i mean we did not have any classes together okay yeah because you're we're yeah, yeah i'm a year younger and as a percussionist my marching band hour is different percussion was taught on their own which is tragedy so, we're so special <laughs> um so sometimes i would catch him maybe like if he had an open period i feel like every now and then he and i would like dip off during a lunch period and like grab a coffee okay but it was so you're having like a very casual surface level relationship like in the real world and then yeah and i'm not when the lights come down online yeah we get him real constantly deep. where i think people would have been surprised to know how that we clo- talked would you be like what you don't get is that we're just really close yeah Ugh. totally the dan- i think that's the most dangerous word yeah we're, we're close and i think some of his friends were a little aware of the fact that we talked and they'd mm-hmm. be like yeah so you should just date if you're talking this much you might as well and mm-hmm. having that like reassurance for maybe some of his female friends was helping or yeah. not helping encouraging like, yeah encouraging were you telling him anything or were you still at this point just like listening? I don't think so like would he have been would it would he would he have considered himself like a good friend in that to me yeah I don't know probably not and I don't or, think he's bad but it's like he just had a lot of stuff he needed to work out and is also does like he just not have the, other people to fucking listen to him I don't know yeah I don't know probably I felt not. like it made me special and also somewhere where I'm like I mean I don't know if high schoolers like need to actively be in therapy like mm-hmm. once I, I'm sort of like everyone should be but I don't know at what age that starts or how that works yeah if I sort of just say a blanket statement like that but it's also someone who just needed to work out all these like social anxieties and relationships mm. who was obviously suffering then you become their therapist. from anxiety and depression. And I feel like what I was doing was like more of a, almost more of a therapist role than even a friend role. Yeah. And definitely both of those more than it was romantic. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's funny. I'm just thinking this now that like I did this so often in my high school years and now I like did a podcast where like I basically do that <laughs> I, I am once again like but Every this time it's like, like by choice <laughs> but by choice I'm like yeah I'm a fake therapist now we're gonna break it down you know yeah. clearly I can't like escape my own um need to feel important <laughs> but I mean I also love to have these kinds of conversations now especially mm. with my friends where the footing is maybe a little more socially equal yeah um these are like all the types of conversations I really love to have. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's like you're performing. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it comes from labor for me, but maybe no, it's, I don't think, you, no, I, I don't consider it that either. I just know that like, I think it's, it's healthier now, but it's also like, there's still part of it that is like satiating this, you know, teen need to like, I don't know seem maybe it's me just wanting to seem smart who knows <laughs> i don't know i don't know we'll talk about that more later because yeah I've, we'll get there yeah so um at some point do you at any point just be like yo what's up yeah. dude okay so it all sort of builds to 
I guess ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I, I reactivated my Facebook to find a Facebook message. That Gorgeous. I sent. And it's like Let's reading this it. was the most painful thing I ever read. So I guess the subplot of this, which is like also has to do with another story that I'll tell on this podcast when I come back another time. Oh my God. But I have, <laughs> she's this, already booking. I'm, a already, I'm already booking ahead. Um, there was this other guy in my grade mm-hmm. who was in orchestra who I probably mentioned in my, what was his name? Episode. I'm not going to give his mm, real name, okay. um, but he was, we were also very close and maybe I was doing that to this guy where I was just like projecting all this stuff. Yeah. And he had a big crush on me, but I always knew it. And I was like, it's lame that you have a crush on me. <laughs> I was horrible to him, but he was kind of horrible to me also. Cool. And we had a kind of will we won't we vibe maybe fueled by how horrible we were to each other yeah. <laughs> for the whole last two years of high school. Jeez. Yeah. Not good. Not a good vibe. This is co- happening concurrently. Totally. Okay. Totally. Um, but he and I had gotten into some weird argument, maybe post prom. This was the guy mm. who I went to prom with both junior and senior year. Also. Okay. Like about Mike where he was, he just sort of came out and was like, Mike is not really that good to you. Which not the wrong. thing is, he's not wrong. Were there all he's, he's probably saying, saying yeah, that? he's saying it from totally. the place of I am right, and but I, and I was like, that's so fucking audacious for mm-hmm. him to say that. Yeah. Now I'm like, wow, that was he's the only person who said that to me. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, that's incredible, and so. I could not believe someone said that to me. So this became a story that I told. Where I was like, can you believe this guy <laughs> said this to me about my Guys. friend? <laughs> like my friend who I'm definitely like not losing sleep over, just truly in in a love way. <laughs> yeah, so this became a rude anecdote that I told at parties. You're that so summer. Mean. I'm fucking horrible. Um <laughs> poor other guy. I'm him. Oh, I really put him through it and I I'm feel him. very bad about it. But yeah. he was also bad to me. Um I'm not him. (laughs) He told me in AP Lit that if I only ever wrote papers about women, that no one would ever take me seriously. Isn't that so funny? That someone said that to me in high school? Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Um, And now here I am on a podcast talking about men being taken so seriously. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I don't know what to say about that because, like, I do know that I don't pass the Bechtel. Just me. Sure. So it's like... you do, but... I don't think so. So much of my life is boys. So I'm canceled and maybe me and him should get together. <laughs> Two really wrongs for you. make a wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I was circulating this story at a graduation party. Also like who cares? <laughs> like, this story? Yeah. Yeah, this story sucks. Well, that's why. Isn't it crazy that my one friend thinks that my other friend is not a good friend? Well, that is the <laughs> thing are is like, like uh, cool. <laughs> when I looked up this Facebook message, so much of it is about this anecdote. And I was like, what the fuck was this about? So I had to really like <laughs> do some investigation, investigate like what I was talking about. So the thing was, I had been at a graduation party in a circle of girls telling your year graduation no because i i wouldn't graduate someone in mike's year got it circle of girls telling the story he came up sort of midway through mike did or the other mike okay and i just like stopped telling it oh my god and it was a very weird moment yeah and i don't know how any of us moved on but like that ruined the rest of the party for me where Uh i was like thinking i was like i don't know what he heard coming up i don't know what this was that i'm just like literally talking about him yeah to people so talking about our relationship did you feel did you feel that the the late night chats was that something that like you felt was supposed to be a private thing like oh i'm not supposed to talk about this or 
Uh, probably, but I don't know if that was part of it. Because I personally am breaking down um, how many of my relationships seem to be cloaked in shame. Like no one wants to admit that they <laughs> oh. hang out with me. So mm. I'm like, oh, was that a thing? No, I don't think so. I think it was just okay, like... Okay, No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ashamed of you. Cool. But I don't even know... But like, it's just like a weird thing to be bringing up, I guess. Like this that story. other guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing is weird. Um, <sighs> this Facebook message. Ready. Okay. So is this a message that you, so you're sending. So I sent this either like the night of the grad party or the next day because I had been feeling so weird about him walking up on this story. And wait, so when you're telling this story, are you like vehemently defending him? Just being like, but he is a good friend. Um. He is good to me. You're just, oh, okay. No, and I'm going to rename him in this, the other guy, because I name him so many times. So we'll just call him Seth. So at this point, when you're, when you're telling the story, are you, are you, are you actively disagreeing with him about, or like, where are you, how are you feeling about it? Isn't it so funny? This other guy who I went to prom with, we'll call him Seth. Um, I love that. (laughs) I'm like, isn't it crazy that Seth is obsessed with me? Oh, cool. So mean, so mean. Yeah, but also funny. Mean. <laughs> mean. And he, but he, like, also he was. But, it, and probably. also, like, he and I had always, he also just did this thing that now also drives me nuts where he just wouldn't be like, I have a crush on you. He would just be, like, fucking weird and I would know. Mm-hmm. But then if I ever pressed him on anything, he'd be like, well, only if you, like, want to. I'm him. Okay. I'm back like, to I'm it's him. Tu- it's tough. I don't think me and Seth were kind to each other and I would love yeah. to, like, retroactively fix some of that, but. Maybe on the spot. Our, <laughs> our lives have gone in such dramatically different directions. Really? Yeah, but I can't talk about that on the pod. He's also, fine. I should yeah. say he's totally fine. But can it's I just, also just say that I think it's funny that you saying, isn't it funny that he's so obsessed with me? Is something that like I just say now actively all the time. You as a teen is just how I talk today. But I am obsessed with you, so it does work. That's true. Can I read this Facebook message I wrote? Yes. Over one decade ago absolutely are are you ready i'm ready the first paragraph we're gonna have to break down um, because reading this i like almost cried in a coffee okay wait what should i put as like music under i have no idea there's a reason why i don't have a podcast yet yeah okay i'm gonna put something under here and it's gonna be drama okay thank you okay period So I didn't want to have to resort to the 2008 fad of, oh, (laughs) amazing. I named the year. That's how I know it's over a decade old. I didn't want to have to resort to the 2008 fad of, quote, oh, I'll just clarify all misunderstood intentions in a Facebook message, end quote. But I need that sense of closure that some people, parenthetical, I think you said it was girls. Oh my god. Parenthetical crave. Okay, first of all, this paragraph is doing so much, much work. So many I'm words him are back to happening. him about how women need closure. That's that he said that. That he must have said that to me at, at some, some point. point in passing. And I quoted it back at him. And you're like, like, remember how I know and I listen? Jesus. It's like okay. I was And also like, just the language of this is so formal, I'm obsessed. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is Fran and she's in she's in grad school. Um this is such a funny man. I had absolutely no intention of telling Erica that story because <laughs> I don't really talk to Erica. <laughs> funny drag on Erica, not changing that name. No. 
The story gained some popularity because some people oh have God. been following the semester-long drama with Seth being ridiculous, and I had every intention of telling you because A, it is sort of funny in a saddish way because you don't treat me poorly at all, and B, oh I felt God. semi-obligated to tell you because we both had prom drama at one point in another. Okay, stop for a second. I don't remember what his prom drama was. Stop for a second. That this has been, people have been following along this drama yeah, for like a semester. An insane <laughs> level of self-importance. <laughs> I can't remember. I like the thing. I don't remember what this drama was. This um, is so good. Just like, yeah, people have been wanted, wanting to like be kept up to date with this drama, my own personal stuff. This is incredible. Continue. I guess I am sort of being a jerk about Seth. True. Okay. But I still like him as a person. But after so many talks with him about not being how he was at prom, I sort of expected... Oh, God. This is also incoherent. Um, I sort of expected other things like not being submissive or actually listening to things I said or not getting mad at me for dancing with someone who was not him when he told me he would do the same. Oh, okay. it's because I danced with Mike at prom. And then Seth was like a huge asshole about it. Like slow dance or just like funny dance? Slow dance. <gasps> um, okay. But he danced with someone else. So well, then I say whatever. That was a defense. Whatever. Yeah. Things go down like that sometimes. And people <laughs> sometimes can't really change their personality. Sometimes do be like that. Yeah. The issue that remains, however, is me oh apologizing God. for kicking you out of the story circle at your graduation party. Oh, it was his graduation party. That's right. So Which in retrospect was really rude. The matter... The fact of the matter was, and still is, that I like you, and did at the time of the original Seth, he doesn't treat you right thing, and I didn't want you to have to deal with that at your grad party. And similarly, I thought it might have been awkward for you to be confronted with that issue in a circle of girls. It was never a Seth got it in his head issue, but more of a Seth found out from not me that I liked you, and I never bothered to talk about it with him. Okay, so that has been the elephant in the room, and I have chosen to introduce it because you have graduated and I have not. <gasps> Therefore, I no longer really care about petty things like that. I obviously care so much. <laughs> I just figured I should probably fess up to liking you because it's a good weight to get off my chest. And should you choose to disassociate, parentheses, a word? It is a word. It is a word. <laughs> Yourself from me, now would be the time to do it. Just know before I go to bed, because holy God, I have finals tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> cute. Trying to be funny. Very cute. That any time I stayed up late to discuss anything with you, it wasn't for personal benefit. I never thought, oh, the later I stay up, the more likely it is that Mike will date me or anything <laughs> stupid like that. Okay, sure. It was purely for the sake of listening slash supporting or whatever it was I did. I never Ugh, actively pursued you. And then parentheses, that makes it sound like hunting, but okay. <laughs> Because I valued what friendship we had more than being awkward about it. And I hope now that I've confronted said elephant in said room. This oh is like God. so languagey. Um, yeah, yeah. It's cool that I'm getting an MFA. I'm, I love it. Um, whatever friendship is still here can remain intact. Thank you. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Signed. Two, two PSs. P.S. I gotta know because I'm just like this. Did you know about me liking you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. But I have to ask if anything. <laughs> P.P.S. Please don't be mad at me. Oh no! <laughs> it's like this what made a me way so to sad. do I'm the like reveal. Tearing up reading she is. This. Yeah. It's really hard to read. I've made me so sad. I'm putting so much work into this. Yeah, because and I also so just don't like want him covering mis- for yourself. Yes, which being is like you know, it was not you know, it was because I wanted to listen. And by the way, you are super great to me. Like you know, yeah, you're you're just like y- you are sort of like 
seeking approval at every turn, mm-hmm. even though like that's not what it should be. Where I'm like, but I that's do like, like you, but remember how I make you laugh sometimes with like my little jokes? Yeah, like here's a little thing that's that's real and honest. But here are three things to make you not uncomfortable. Yeah, and like calling back all these things from conversations we had, it really like breaks my heart. Yeah, how much work I put into 100%. this. Hundred percent. Oh my god. No, I I there are so many things in that. I related to um do you want to read his response or should I, I read so it I so do okay it's under the two slash marks okay. wait I just have to see if you're okay you're all lowercase all lowercase Facebook Which is baby. Still- also I have other things to say but I'm getting yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. okay of course this is Rebecca reading for the part of Mike <laughs> well okay First of all, I wasn't mad about being kicked out of the conversation. That was more of a way to give Lindsay... Wait, can I say Lindsay? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. That was more of a way to give Lindsay crap than anything, so don't feel bad. Second... Oh, no. I'm scared. As much as I appreciate everything you've done for me, and I love that we're friends, I don't like you that way. Obviously, I feel really bad having to say that because you've been there for me more than anyone else. And it's not like I have any reason to not like you. But again, I can't really control what I feel. This is hurting me. I think it's pretty respectful. but No, but it's hurting me. But it is. It hurts. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I feel bad that you have to deal with this. And I hope this doesn't end up changing things. And no, I never knew or thought you that you liked me. And I'm obviously not mad at you. Don't worry. Yeah, of course he never knew anything because I didn't put anything out there besides just being available. That's like the thing, you know, it's like, but it's a combination though. It's that. And it's also he, when he talks to you, I'm sure like 80% of the time it's him just listening to his own voice. You know what I mean? Totally. Online. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to cancel Mike, you know, either. But but that's just how it is. Yeah. It's just how it is. Especially at that age when you don't know and you don't know how to like talk to people and you don't know how to articulate how you feel about stressful things. You just sort of like throw shit at the wall and see what works. But also the worst sentence that's ever existed is, is I don't like you that way. Yeah. Figure out a better way to yeah. say that. Yeah. And obviously I'm not mad at you. I mean, I'm glad. I yeah. But you deserved a better response <laughs> for all that from you did. From a straight man? I don't know. That's true. Well, there's also two other things I want to say about this crush. One is like, We've talked about my sexuality on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I would never have classified myself as horny for Mike. Oh. So I don't know what I what really wanted. wanted. Hmm. Like this wasn't like a I'm so like cranked up. What do you think? Like I think I wanted like did you want to kiss him? Yeah, I probably wanted to kiss, but I was so afraid of like physical interaction with mm-hmm. men, like sexual physical interaction with men till like I was in college. So Yeah. So like I don't really think I wanted more than that. So maybe it would have been nice to like make out, but I think I just wanted to like keep talking. Do you think that you wanted it to be like um like you know like this is Fran. She's she's like my girl. She's my GF. I don't know. And I mean, he was like not again like kind of popular. Yeah. Like it I would have raised my social standing probably mm. also. Did you want to I don't know because I mean well, like with with all of the relationships that I've had that are similar to this I feel like it all comes down to 
thinking someone is so special and wanting them to think that you're that yeah, special that, too. And that maybe and could have been that it. manifests. Yeah. You know? And so when we were, the other thing I'll say about him is we had this relationship that was like predominantly online. Mm-hmm. We were talking about pictures earlier. Yeah. At any event we were at together, I'd be like, we have to have a picture together at this event. And I feel like I would always be like, there has to be some documentation that we exist in the world, like outside of this yeah. conversation and aim. So there's so proof. many pictures of us together really? that I found on Facebook from like homecomings, proms, marching band things, because yeah. I was, because I was like, I know I'm demanding these. And you're almost like predicting. <laughs> like, yeah. I need something that I'm going to need these. Yeah. God, that's Tough. so hard. I don't know. I think it's like, it's so hard to break those things down too, though. Cause it's like on one hand, you're probably being taken advantage of a little bit, a, a lot of bit. Yeah. On the other hand, you're probably projecting things. I mean, totally. And I, I have done this within just like the last two years and you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Well, and I also think, so this is like around the time where friend zoning becomes like a really popular word. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, he friend, he friend zoned, zoned me. You. And, but now I think like, I think we use the phrase emotional labor a little bit like how we use friend, mm. friend zoning, like emotional labor in the workplace, I think is, I mean, I do think it's real, but I think it's one of those phrases that unfortunately became too ubiquitous and now no one knows how to use it correctly mm-hmm. anymore. But like this gaslight. is gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that as well. Boys should not have learned the word gaslight. Nope. Um, but it's like, I was doing all this emotional labor. Yeah. Because what you, there, there's just no balance to it. That's yeah. The thing, but it's also like, what, I also don't know like what I or what you would have done had the tables been turned, had like had those all those boys that you had those relationships with, like how would it affect the dynamic if they actually actively asked you things and there was a balance there, you know, because I feel like I think that's what this guy Seth was doing for me. And it just made me so pissed at him all the time. Well, that's the thing. I feel like there is like a slightly masochistic thing of being like, like it's almost like some weird badge of honor to be like, I stayed up so late just yeah. listening to this boy. Like, God, am I good? You know? Yeah. yeah. But like, I think at, at that the time, point sure. also, now I'm like, yeah, kill me if I do that. And I, think I mean, that, I don't do it mostly yeah. now. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, there's another part of it. I could, this is all bullshit. Maybe I'm just thinking of it now. I think at that point too, we're also probably all, searching for like any way to love ourselves you know like to understand self-love and looking back on that shit I definitely prided myself and still do I'm like I am such a good fucking friend I am there for my friends I give good advice this was a thing that I would always wear proudly was that like I was never dating anyone. All my friends had boyfriends and girlfriends and I was great at giving advice and they all asked me for advice and they all complained to me about their relationships and it was hard and terrible because I they had what I like wanted. But I was also like, yeah, I'm that person. And I feel like that maybe was like some of the beginning of like me be- being like, like in a twisted way being like, no, I am good. Like, yeah. yes, I am good at something. Yeah, and I do think you give good advice. Thank you. Except for when you're giving sicko mode advice, but what's my sicko mode advice? Sometimes you you it sometimes it goes too far. 
Mm. Sometimes you're like, that's you just for Fran 2.0. Sure, like, sure, sure. That's for like yeah. the next phase of Fran yeah, in the yeah, city. Yeah. But I think you give great advice, I will say. Thank you. But yeah, I think it's like, it, there there is a thing of like, being a reflection for someone that like almost coma like almost like bounces back and it's like wow look at this service i'm doing yeah you know i I get i get him i've done the work exactly and it's like i must be pretty cool to get him because i think he's pretty cool well and that's like i just i i like to work in general Mm -hmm. i'm always doing my coursework you like people who work too i like people who work so much and it's very easy for me in my personal relationships just take on a lot of work Mm-hmm. because it's the impulse that I sort of gravitate to. Yeah. And it's only when I realize I'm like doing too much work across too many different relationships that I have these like big freakouts and then sort of like, yeah, don't see anyone for three weeks. Do you think you equate like work with closeness or something like, or like, like what is work f- filling in the relationship? Do you think, does that make sense? Uh, I don't think that really makes sense as a question. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, obviously, well, like I have a college friend who I love very dearly, but is like also one of those people who should not have like learned the phrase emotional labor because now mm-hmm. it's like anytime she starts listening for slightly too long, mm-hmm. she's like, well, this is emotional labor. I'm like, no, you're just being a friend. But yeah. Um, Do you think that I have to just like maintain boundaries, you know, like or be like, I can't listen at all times of day. Mm-hmm. I can't problem solve at all times of day. Um do you I, think that relationships that don't require that much work feel less important or less special? I don't think so. I think, okay. I mean, I still have, I have friends from college and from high school who maybe I only talk to like a couple times a year and it feels great. Cool. Like, um, I don't know if I should name him. I have a college friend who I feel like I talk to most regularly when Game of Thrones is on. Mm-hmm. So we like didn't talk all of last year, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, until our college reunion. And then it was sort of like, okay, so what's been happening since the last season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> but it's like, we have a great relationship. Yeah. But that is like what we anchor our sort of conversations That's to. That's nice. It's yeah. really good. Um, and I think it's just like, I also, because I'm so willing mm-hmm. to be available, I often like do not ask other people to be available and that's the thing is also just like yes, asking for absolutely. what i need and i think th- this transition out east mm-hmm. has been a real lesson in like who i live somewhere well just like i live somewhere new mm-hmm. it's very stressful there's all these new elements in my life and i have only in the last few months like gotten comfortable being like feeling weird like can anyone listen to me <laughs> yeah no i 100 percent get that and i feel like i most I mean there were a couple uh, exceptions in Chicago but like on a general sense never got there you know which is also why I was able to leave you know because I didn't get roots there yeah you know what I mean and that's but that's it's also it's it's hard for me to do that even now just because it's like I don't know like not wanting to seem so like like who fucking cares you know I'm like who cares about my shit like, oh, yeah, you know, but I think like, I, I don't know, like we talk a lot. Yeah, we talk. I, but that's because I feel like. How do you feel like the labor distribution? <laughs> I, I think it's good. I think it's good. OK, I was like, no, I truly I think do it's think good, it's but good. But I'm ready for some truth if it's not. But this is the thing, though. It's like it feels like and not to be like corny about our friendship, mm-hmm. but it does feel rare because yeah. a lot. And, and even well, like long time friends that I've had. 
that are still part of my life. They, yeah, there's, there is a bit of an imbalance there. Totally. I also think this, the way you treat friendships as you get older changes. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know. What ended up happening with Mike? I have a, I mean, nothing, nothing romantic. We did. Did we continue being friends and talking late nights or not talking late nights, but we continued being friends. I mean, I would not say we're close friends now, but we're still very friendly. Mm -hmm. When I was back over the summer before I moved out here, I saw him, we went out for drinks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, well, he t- he teaches at our marching band now, which is what's crazy. It's not his main job, Ooh, but it's like la. one of his like summer gigs. Yeah. So I went to go visit and then I saw him, which was great. Um, The, the nicest story I can tell about him, which mm-hmm. is like, I think so wholesome and I think speaks to sort of like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not close, but we have a we have a really good relationship and like um also can talk about my crush on him in a very like funny and open way. Yeah, yeah. But and I found the Facebook messages from this, which is so funny. So I know it is real, but we both really like movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fran likes movies, guys. Um, I like movies. And <laughs> back in sort of like 2011 through like 2016, maybe I was like, I was always seeing all the best picture nominees. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I'm never seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, but yeah. Don't. Um, like I'm never seeing Amour. Uh, that's one I do want to watch. Amour. I think probably I could handle it better now than when it came out. But Amour. all right, <laughs> that was so, a novella theme song. Go on. That's great. So the year um, Nebraska was a Best Picture. Nominee. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie too. So that was so my last good. one that I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And I think it was maybe his last or his second to last. We made plans to see Nebraska. Yes, we were both living in the suburbs at the time. This is like how this is n- 2014. So how many years after? high school like six okay yeah six after all this yeah we're both living in different suburbs mm. so we agreed but the suburbs but the suburbs mm. so we agreed to see but i was working food service i was at jenny's so it's like i had yeah. to do a closing shift so we saw we agreed to see an, an 11 15 a.m showing Love. of nebraska cool. in evanston illinois that's sick and i went out the night before and i got really drunk and mm. so I woke up the next morning so hungover and I was <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to do Nebraska yeah. at 1115 in the morning. So I was like, I'm going to leave an hour early. I'm going to go to the five guys in Evanston and I'm just going to like have as much as I possibly can yeah. and hope that the salt and the grease sort of bounces <laughs> out my hangover. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to not say anything to Mike because I'm very embarrassed about hungover I am. Yeah fucking waltz into five guys at 10 30 in the morning who else should be there <laughs> extremely hungover it's mike and Aww. then we sat together That's and we were both cute. like we feel so bad but we're committed <laughs> to seeing this movie yeah and we had a great time we both love that movie this is a good and the, movie. i think that movie is so good but that is like my last really fond memory with him where i was like i can't believe we're both so hungover that is um, cute felt so bad yeah I like that though. It's a good one. It's sort okay. of the end. That's like my tail end of seeing movies hungover. I don't know. I don't really I've drink anymore. Really seen a movie hungover. You know what I saw hungover, what? and that was like rough. Was Sicario? Cool. Hard movie to watch sober. <laughs> twice as hard hungover. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I respect the movies too much. Too. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I can say that. Do you think that you like, like at this point, getting the confirmation though of like, this is not a vibe where you like at this point, like, you know what? I can do less work. Or was it just a feeling self-conscious maybe or with like him? As, yeah. As far as like the messaging and whatnot. What do you mean? Like, cause you, you, you didn't 
continue like messaging him late night after this. Oh, message. maybe we had a couple of things, but not as frequent. Okay. And I was just like, I don't know. Senior year is crazy. Freshman year of college is crazy. Year I is think crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Being a senior is freaking wild. Um, I think it was sort of a confluence of having really different kinds of schedules where when you're in college, you never have to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I do have to sleep. I'm a senior. And yeah. Also that fall, I got my first and only sort of high school boyfriend, which took up a lot of yeah. my fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, sorry, I have to talk to another boy late nights. Yeah. I mean, truly. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Ruled. Just kidding. <laughs> that relationship was also deeply flawed. But um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it didn't, we weren't emotionally smart enough to be like, now we set up a boundary between us so I can mm-hmm. get over the crush. It was just like, I think we drifted and then came back to what it is now, which is totally fine. That's good. Yeah. That's a gro- a nice growing uh, experience. Totally. Yeah. What, uh, what are, what's a thing that you think um, like has lasted from this experience? Well, okay. No, first of all, I can say, okay. How much to say? Hmm. All I'll say is that, there are some things in that message you sent him that I was like, ding. Well, mm-hmm. that's Fran. And like, and it's not like, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. Yeah. I'm so curious as to what this, where this is going. There are some, I think, uh, instincts yeah. that you have that are displayed in that message that remain to this day. Like what? They're like Saying refined. Something funny. Um, just like the way of sending the, the message i'm thinking listen i'm thinking emails yeah I'm thinking, yeah yeah can i see the message I yeah because i know there was there was one thing that like light bulb yeah did it remind you of uh, something yeah yeah well i mean i can talk about i'm still in this well i'm not gonna i still respect the art of shooting one's shot which yes. is definitely what i'm doing here i'm just doing a very pathetic version of it well it's just it's just because it's cloaked in a sadness. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cloaked in the sadness of prom drama. Yeah. Um, wait. Oh, what was it? Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. So this is, that has been the elephant in the room and I have chosen to introduce it because you have graduated and I have not. Therefore, I no longer really care about petty things like that. That reminded me of something that's well very strong you know just like the way of being my, like i am acknowledging the circumstances but these are the feelings that i still have and i'm letting oh, you know absolutely. about them in like a very professional way my you still do that i think too yeah <laughs> i mean i think a lot of my but it's like i respect it like it's fucking cool and this rolling it's my sad eyes. no in this it's sad a little bit but yeah, like yeah, yeah. i'm seeing like the blossom the, you know the seedlings of sure you, the the practice has become refined yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my former boss and great friend, Katie Yeiser, mm-hmm. at some point to me in our friendship history was like, why are you always before sunrising yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't that, but this is like like shades of that for sure of being like, well, I have nothing left to lose. And then I was talking about that with her because I was trying to remember if it was her who said it to me. And I think it was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I think that's not as unique to you as you might think. It is like a, we're running out of time. Yeah. And it's time to say something like maybe the impulse to say something because well, that time stakes. is running out. Like I maybe do get off on that a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's sort of like, it's the same thing that I, that I, like the same energy that I feel when like 
if I if I meet like a famous person that I think is cool. No, no, truly. Like if I, if I meet an yeah. actor or or well, I this really came from like staying for hours after a concert to like meet a band. Yeah. You know, I would be like a insecure, like 14 year old, 15 year old. But at that point, I'm like, this band is going is leaving tonight. This is probably the the, the last time I'll ever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why not be like the coolest, most Kiss your crush. basically like the, the the most cool and confident version of myself. So I'm like, hey, what's up? And yeah. then I'm like, so cool and it happens for me. Yeah. You know, it's like the same similar thing where it's like, well, there's no option, but to just be like, take all of the, that energy and like put it into just like this fake version of myself that I couldn't be the whole time. Totally. Yeah. It's really easy to be the best version of yourself in a really condensed window. Mm -hmm. And I, but I think like, as you become an, you know, an adult, now that you're an adult, it's like that you can make that work for you. I think you've made that work for you, like in a real way. Sometimes, sometimes, not always to great result, but yeah, um, yeah I really, I mean, I do respect the art of shooting one shot, and mm-hmm. I think you got to shoot a good shot. And I have that's the thing only gotten <laughs> more powerful, yeah, and better at shooting my shot over time. I feel that you know how to really cover your bases with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Address the situation. Address the time frame. Address, you know, intentions. Address possible outcomes. You know, it's like we. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all a the information. Like, on, <laughs> yeah, like all cards on the table. Like, this is every angle of what's going on. But here's mm. what we're talking around. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking work. Yes. It's still like I'm putting so much work into seeming like I'm maybe not. Mm, yeah I well because that's the thing you do you do it in a tone that's very like how hilarious to be <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> to, it be droll if we had sex yeah. is like how i do it now fucking stupid. listen i had a funny idea and it was that we kissed and it was what are you thoughts mm-hmm. fucking, yeah but hey it works a yeah, lot of the it time. does it does a lot i'm of trying to learn work. from it yeah it's um an interesting strategy yeah um but, it, you know, I was talking to a friend, a friend about hmm. doing a friend. Okay. <laughs> no, it is a friend okay. about d- once again, pulling one of my classic before sunrise moves mm-hmm. when I was um, home in Chicago for the holidays. And he was just like, yeah, I think that would be really compelling if you weren't always doing this. Yeah. No, at some <laughs> point, like, maybe oh, it'll fuck, lose yeah, its this shine. Is like, yeah. This is, I don't know why I'm always like, is this interesting? And people are like, yeah, but also it's like the only you do thing that. you do. That's your move. But hey, you got to know your moves. Yeah, I know my moves. I don't know my moves at this point. And I want that to be my move. You learn but I moves can't. over time. You pick them up, you know. You know what? I know my moves. My dance moves. <laughs> All right. As everything was beautiful at the ballet. It's, it's a chorus line. Chorus line. Yeah. <laughs> we both know that. <laughs> you are. Fran is now just peeling a. I thought about asking that? if. A nectarine? It's a clementine. Clementine. Are, but it's a are big, they the same? Boy. Uh, What's the difference? I don't know. None. Don't put me on the spot. Branding. It's all yeah. about the brand. Sponsor me, Big Clementine. <laughs> um, Do you want to ask me about my current situation? Yeah. Cur- so where are we at crush-wise currently? 
fucking I'm Volcel. Oh, she's been waiting all episode. I've been wanting to say, to say that I'm Volcel voluntarily celibate. Um, I don't not have crushes. I have a couple of small crushes, but I don't want to do anything about them. And that's that's the truth. Is I really don't want to be, um, dating right now. And when I say Volcel, it's like, well, like, it's not true. <laughs> it's not fully true. Well, I think here's at this point, people it's love not true. when comedians explain their bit excuse me their bit but yeah. here's the bit with Valsell cool. is that I was talking to a friend about my 2019 New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and a lot of them are really aspirational and positive it's yeah. like run the Brooklyn half marathon and like finish a draft of my book but then there were also some like really dark ones that were like never have sex <laughs> and so I said that to my friend and he was like oh Valsell and I just had never heard Who's, this who was your this friend um, just one of my friends, but um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know of every friend. Um, I'm suspicious of all. I had of this them. conversation with someone who I have had sex with before. Um, cool. Which is why I think it's also funny to have taken the phrase "valsel" from, from, from him. From him, yeah. yeah. And I just never heard that said before, so I was like, "That's such a funny word." That's what I, what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that I am. But it's really just like I'm not actively. But you know what dating. it also is. What? And you have to know this. What? <laughs> she, I'm she in my Clementine. She threw it in. Um, it's also a coy little temptation being like, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I am Valsell. Think you can change that? I don't. <laughs> and then they're like, they raise their hand. And they're like, well, try being Valsell around me, madame. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally. Th- Maybe I'll start saying that I was I'm talking Valsel. to, a- I was talking to my friend and she was like, yeah, I had a year of college where I like said I was celibate and it just got people more interested in me. Yeah. And I was like, I guess that's maybe a funny part of it, but it's really just like, I'm not actively seeking out anything. I don't want to do that work because when I was trying to have like casual sex in the fall, mm-hmm. I was just like doing so much work. To like make I, it happen. Yeah. Like I live in fucking New Jersey. So I was commuting yeah. like an hour and I was like having to pick out restaurants. And it's like, all an event. And I was doing so much. It did get to a point where like, I think I was once again doing more listening than I was fucking. <laughs> and like, yeah. I just was like, I don't want to do that. I slip into work mode because I like to do that. And I'm yeah. still so and fresh your, out of I a mean, relationship that I'm used to doing it. It's your natural tendency. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, I'm tired. I'm confused. I don't really know what I want. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like I lost sex privileges with myself. <laughs> like it's that. like, it's a slap on the wrist. Like, yeah. hey, you don't get to do this anymore. Um, yeah. So a little bit is like when you figure out like me to myself, like when you figure out what you actually want, then from can. from even just from having casual sex like then you can like start doing this again but from now like take this off the fucking table like yeah if people want to shoot their shot with me because hearing that i'm celibate makes them hornier for me mm-hmm. like i it's like you're virginized yeah you know? if they think it's cool and hot that i'm a 27 year old virgin yeah re, re-virgin <laughs> then yeah like i guess shoot a shot but it's like i don't because how fe- special will they feel now here's the thing this is the oh, only they got me to this give is the, up being volso exactly they're gonna feel real special when they really shouldn't tiresome but it is tiresome every that, man like, who has sex with me feels special because he's like she's a lesbian and i'm like <laughs> no i also no. like this <laughs> you're not i also like this and i just want the worst version of a different thing i like yeah yeah basically (laughs) that's so rude no it's cool men are fine it's funny though because people always tell me as someone who like actively wants you know a boyfriend 
yeah. they're like the moment you stop looking the moment you stop looking and i'm like i'm not looking okay there's been a long moment yeah but now what i'm finding maybe is that you have to project out loudly that you are not looking because you <sighs> are projecting out loudly that you are volcel and listen they're swarming <laughs> they're really not but um well what's interesting is like before i started my dating my now ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. i had this like period of singledom where i was just sort of like hooking up and being silly and having fun mm-hmm. and then something did sort of like click for me where it wasn't so much like it's interesting to me when people are like I don't want to be in a relationship because I think what I tend to hear is like I don't want to be a significant other like Mm. I don't want that responsibility I don't want to do that work don't relate um (laughs) you know and it's like all of us would love to have someone like you know make the coffee or like listen to us but we but significant others do make, make the, the coffee, coffee and do the listening. Listen, yeah. I make the coffee and do the listening At your job. all the time. Yeah. I'm everyone. But there was this shift in fall of 2015 where I was like, I want to be someone's girlfriend. It wasn't even like, mm-hmm. I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It was just like, I know I, I am starting to feel as if though I am emotionally mature enough following the breakup that was earlier that year to like be someone's significant other mm-hmm. again. And I'm nowhere near that now. But even in just like hooking up, I could feel myself slipping into like that That role without wanting that. And then it was making me upset with myself. Yeah. So again, it's like I lost sex privileges. I'm not allowed to do it. I'm grounded. Yeah. Well, Uh, because it's like, I don't know. Are you, do you think you're truly comfortable having like quote unquote casual sex? Maybe not. And I think that's also like what I'm trying to decide. And like, I wish it wasn't so it feels very political to me to have casual sex, which is like so fucking stupid and like not self-aware. makes me want to scream. But like (laughs) given that my sexuality is so in flux, Mm -hmm. I really do feel like I have to like think about everyone I have sex with and being like, why do I, why do I want that? There's like, there's enough. I know I don't want, but when I do want something, I'm sort of like, huh, what is it about this? Connect the dots. Does work. Yeah. And then that makes it more important than maybe it needs to be. Yeah, and I, well, I just think there's also, like, yeah, and I think there's, like, a sensitivity I require, maybe Mm -hmm. more from men, because um, I'm not quite as naturally comfortable in relationships with them, so I need them to, like, be aware of a a sense of that, so I can't just, like, hook up with, like, any guy, because I, like, need them to know that most of my romantic and sexual relationships are with women. Well, I think that, like... A lot of guys in gen and and this is like I think a correct generalization is that I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> is that no like hooking up wise? They don't know how to like make you feel good and okay and comfortable. Like they they don't know how to just like be good within a boundary. You know of like this is it's. I, I don't want you to it's like I don't want you to act like this because I want you to be my boyfriend I want you to act like this because I want you to just like not be common shitty human decency exactly yeah but then I don't think if you if you set like an expectation it's like well then she wants to date me it's like no I want to just have sex with you but I want to like not feel like it's transactional yeah. purely you know totally. I mean I think some people that I've had casual sex with are very kind and you're wrong my generalization is correct <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. and then there are other ones where 
they don't respond to my text for 40 hours and yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to be my significant other, but I would like you to respond to my text within 24 hours of me sending it, especially when it's a direct question yeah. about plans to have sex. Yeah. You know? And you know what? It's funny is that like guys don't know that they're all fucking each other over because this is what ends up happening is that my standards are so low and then I have like <laughs> yeah. two good weekend sexual experiences with like two guys. Yeah, it's cool. And then, and I'm like, Hell that's yeah. great. That's how it should be all the time. And then everything else in comparison is bad because not everyone is acting like those two guys on those two weekends, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'm way less excited to have casual sex with you because I like got a taste of the the glory, the taste of a good life, you know, but they're all doing it to each other. <laughs> they're doing it to each sure. other. Yeah. It's a yeah, cycle. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, because for the longest time I was hooking up with guys and being like, yeah, no, I had fun. And then I actually had fun. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah, let's reevaluate and also like myself more. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's also just like. A guy that I was sleeping with was once like, I saw a tweet about how if you're a guy sleeping with a bi woman, like what and what that's such a big honor because at any time they could like leave you for a woman. I was like, don't remind me that. Like, I know. And I'm now I'm kind of like, yeah, I guess I should do that. Yeah, Why am I putting myself through this? Yeah, you're right. This is not as good. But that's not necessarily true. But um, yeah. everything that we've said is a concrete fact and a truth. And, and lots of people are fine. I'm just not having sex with any of them. Anyways, should we even talk about music? I don't know. Only if you no want music. to. I mean, I can t- tell you what we were playing in marching band those years. And yeah. you can put in a song from Thoroughly Modern Millie if you want. But our music is not that interesting. I feel like, I don't know. There's a Radiohead song that I remember. Oh, God. <laughs> I won't do that to you. Don't. Though. Please don't besmirch my episode with a Radiohead song. No, this song. is a special episode. We don't have to do music. Great. I love being special. You're so special, Fran. Thank you so much. Well, and what we'll I was going to say about yeah. mm. the thing about being Volcel that makes me laugh the hardest is that you're not going to be Volcel and like, I'm just kidding. We don't know that. Yeah. Um, is okay. So several years ago, one of my friends was going on dates with a, another girl from an app. Mm-hmm. And then this girl started ghosting her. And then my friend sent me one of the funniest texts of all time, which was a picture of this girl from the app, like a screenshot. Mm-hmm. And the text was, look at her, dot, 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 dot. She's beautiful, dot, dot, dot. And she won't text me back. <laughs> and so when I say I'm Valsel, what I hear in my head of like, look at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> and she's totally celibate by choice. Yeah, that's good. So it's also like how I validate myself of just like, ugh, she's so beautiful, but she doesn't fuck. That's what ev- everyone's ar- everyone around is just like, if only I could. Yeah, I what, imagine people sending words. that text at 2 a.m. No, people are like formulating their own emails and their own messages. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, what to say to break <laughs> this young woman's <laughs> celibacy, her, the, her self-imposed curse. Look at her. Curse. She makes sourdough from scratch and her tweets are so good. And What's she's celibate. Song? Um, hold on. I don't know. I've never heard a song. Um, she cried, drowned, uh, cried a river and drowned the whole world because she looks so sad in photographs. I absolutely love her when she smiles. That's what that reminded me of for some reason. Okay. Do you I, yeah, I do remember that song. Do you know that's once um, for my birthday, uh, my ex-sister edited together a video about me for my birthday and posted it on my Facebook wall and it was set to that song? That rules. 
it rules, but also it was like so tragic. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we had, we went through trauma. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of thing I like to see on someone else's Facebook wall, <laughs> you know? Like, what's the story there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Fran is Valsell and she's proud. Is that the title of that? The Valsell and Proud? <laughs> is that what? Because we could really just tip the, you know, like really lean into it. Fran, is there anything else you want to say on your third appearance of Classroom Crush? No, I hope you edit this down to 25 minutes. Nah. Listen, I'm going to be in India. Yeah, this is for the real heads, I guess. Yeah, isn't it wild that I'm going to go witness a beautiful wedding? Yeah, I'm it, sure that'll that's make amazing. me feel fine. It will. Yeah. It will. No, Weddings it'll be are great. so nice. It's going to be great, but also I'm... He- as heterosexual still, wedding? Yes. It's all right <laughs> but like big three-day indian no wedding. i know it's gonna it's gonna be incredible i think it's gonna be wild i still feel very sensitive <laughs> just to generally who doesn't a little frail time for me i think february is the worst month it's not a good one it's definitely bottom three friend what do you want to plug <laughs> your new sh- short story oh yeah i have a short joyland. story on joyland magazine my first my fiction debut I, I wrote a story about um, a fun and manic little college freshman who I promise you is nothing like me, but who I love dearly nonetheless. And also, I guess you should say on the podcast that you were not dragging me when you referred to arts high school. I was not dragging you when I referred to arts high school. I'm a little bit dragging you that oh, the 18 no. year old at the center of the story says that a man is not handsome, but he was older and a man, which is the same thing. Yeah, no, that's very much... It's like something you would say, I think. Exactly. And I stand by it. Mm -hmm. If you're old, (laughs) hit me up. No, I do want to (laughs) say... There's there's not many things that I... If you're old, hit me up. (laughs) No, there's not much that I'm more proud of right now than a text that you sent me, which was something to the effect of like, wow, you might actually convince me that like you should date an older guy. Yeah, I think... As our friendship progresses, you're really going to have me convinced that your boyfriend should be like 45 men. And that is really like the only thing I'm proud of right now. And great. it's Patrick Wilson and or Jeremy Strong. Love that. Either of those oh, options are great. Can you imagine them in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Together. Like Thoughts great- on Serenity. Three, two, one. I was high. You were high. I almost cried. Great movie. We're a perfect pair. Jeremy Strong is being so silly. So silly. I have to mention him once in a I know. I was thinking about, it was like, we haven't talked about Jeremy Strong, but we got it. You got it. That's just because like I actively text you about Jeremy Strong, which true. is fine. Well, what is there left to say? We missed 420. It doesn't matter. Fran is a weed head. <laughs> I'm addicted to weed. Oh yeah. My romantic prediction for 2019 is I continue to get more addicted to weed. Uh, oh, follow Fran on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Fran Hoffner. Yeah. Just my name. Fran Hoffner. Alma Milk Hotel. Classroom Crush. Raven review. And now, goodbye.